what up art world world. (laughs) (laughs) welcome back (laughs) it's lisa and i'm sitting across from miss art world hello everyone welcome (laughs) she literally just waved as if she was the queen (laughs) hello Hello. Hello, peasants (laughs) i have arrived thank you good lord All right, so we're just going to dive right on into it. All right, we're diving. You know, who needs... I really got hot right now. I know, like, it might be the wine. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it was like, bam. So I can tell you my house is 66 <laughs> and cold. <laughs> all right, so, um, you know, fun and witty banter aside, we have some fun facts Ooh. about you. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I'm going to be honest, I did not take it to the squad. Oh, I, have, I said I have um, updates for you. By oh the way. snap! I'm nervous. Yeah, um, Samuel came in with a really good oh, one. Oh gosh! And said that uh, fun fact about Lisa is Perry Cooksey could not remember Lisa's name <laughs> for Perry, like a year. Perry is gonna have so many grievances with me after he listens to like the three podcasts I've done. <laughs> we li- like Lisa came to my wedding. She's been like my best friend for a year. Two years. And a We're half. two. We are two years two deep. Two years deep. We've been on family trips together, and my dad just like I literally have been on a family trip with yeah. him. He does. He's it's like not a hard name. It's not four letters. <laughs> There's not many of us who were invited that weren't family. My biggest, as in regret... I was the only one. That's <laughs> oh, true. My biggest regret is not writing down each name that he tried. God, to I, I do too. <laughs> It kills me. I don't me. remember what he tried, like, because he gave you names. Did he? I yeah. No, he gave you guys names, and you guys pretended like he knew my name. No, I called him out every Did single you? time. It was never in front of me. It was angrily, like, I how love do it. you not know Lisa's name? Because, um, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I had no idea he didn't know my name until you came to me one day, and you're like, my dad finally knows your name. And I was like, he didn't this whole time? <laughs> I was so excited. This is like when, um, so Samuel told me on uh, our other podcast, oh, no. Stuck in Traffic. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. He told me, he was like, oh yeah, no, you weren't invited to Thanksgiving. You were accidentally oh. in that text group. And I was like, oh, heartbroken. When did he tell you? Was um, it this after? was probably like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. It wasn't after the weekend he spent with my grandparents. No. that would make sense. That would make sense. No. No, so I was never invited to Thanksgiving. I told the entire oh. office I was invited to Thanksgiving. They should just believe that. Now they can't now. listen to this podcast. Oh. Nope. <laughs> if you're from the office. Ignore. Pause and delete now. Pause, rewind, erase it from your memory. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> All right. So let's turn this around. Was that the only update they gave you? Yes. All right. That was the a good The only one. update we're sharing. Oh, gosh. Okay. So... Fact number one, because we talked about hydration. Mm-hmm. You don't like ice, and it is such a red flag about your personality. What do you mean a red flag? <laughs> a red flag means, like, that's something bad? It's, like, low-key, like, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Can I tell you why I don't like ice? Like, maybe if you understood the Yeah, reasoning. maybe. Because I, like, if I drink it and it's super cold, it makes me cold. But doesn't it feel good, like, when you drink it? No. Oh. <laughs> Warm things. Hot tea. So weird. So good. No. On my throat. And it on my throat. Or do um, you just like constantly <laughs> have a cold? <laughs> no, but I am constantly cold. This is true. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two, which this was one of the most interesting things I learned about you in our early times, was um, your life is essentially sponsored by Red Vines. 
It's true. And like you, you're addicted. <laughs> Red vines, if you're listening, <laughs> send me more. <laughs> we have a sponsorship opportunities as I spit all over the microphone. You should do an art piece with red vines. I really should. They would stale up and not be good. I literally like sent them an email. I was like, "Hey, you should sponsor me." Yeah. And they were like, "No, we don't do that." Oh damn. Here's some red vines for. But it. they follow you. They do. And That's they... a step in the right direction. Fireball's doing nothing for me. Oh. <laughs> That's going to change pretty soon. I talk about them daily. <laughs> There's a Red Vines day. Yeah. And they sent me an entire box of like Red Vines gear. That's, That's how I got the Red Vines shirt. That's why my brother calls you Red yeah. Vines. Um, it, was a, it was the best day of my life. I love Red Vines. That was just the best day of your life. Sorry, <laughs> Tyler. Not, your, not the day she married you. <laughs> we, so it's a sibling thing other than Emily because she wasn't around during the time mm. when Red Vines was given to us by my grandma yeah and we would literally eat them until we pooped red like too much information but like okay that's the level of i can't dedication. believe you just talked about pooping on episode three of our podcast <laughs> it's literally like i'm at your brother's again <laughs> we're not gonna talk about anything more than that we're gonna stop there all right but to dive in i've noticed a um theme with you and your family Oh, no. And it's going to come up on the podcast often. Pooping? Yeah, pooping's one. <laughs> Two, we talk about your siblings often. We do. So, quick family tree for the audience. Oh, okay. So, Perry is my father. Rebecca, who we'll probably never talk about. Never. Love her, though, is my mother. She has no grievances. She won't nope. call us angrily. <laughs> Uh, siblings, older brother, Samuel, who also has a podcast, stuck in traffic, uh, at, then me, then Elijah Cooksey or Eli to most people. Oh, we're throwing your last name in there. Oh, oh yes. Cooksey. <laughs> Cooksey is my former name. Uh, and then Emily Cooksey is my younger sister. So All there's right. four of us. And so now that you have a visual of this family tree... My hey, last fun fact. Should we post a family photo? Absolutely. So if you go to Miss Miss Art World. Yeah. MissArtWorld not uh Instagram, I'll post a family photo. And will you make me a promise right now on air? Yeah, sure. I want a very I want you. a very specific photo to be posted. Oh no. <laughs> and you must agree to Is it. Is it the mime one? Which gets me to my last fun fact. Catherine was a childhood mime. I was. You know what? There's <laughs> There's certain things in life that I look back and I'm like, that was good for me. That's one of them? Yeah. I was super shy when I was little. I'm super shy now. <laughs> but, like, I would have been way more shy. Yeah. If I wasn't forced into mimehood. I love it. Okay. And for my last fun fact, Miss Art World's real name is Catherine Cooksey. Well, is it oh, 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 God. <laughs> It's Catherine Nestfed. Mm-hmm. But uh, art world-wise, I've always been cooksy. You have been. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Catherine <laughs> Art World. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. And um, so now we're going to dive into, I have questions for you. Okay. This is, I, were, did you feel awkward when we did Absolutely. this to you? Oh I did. <laughs> feel like. Were you surprised by what I brought up? Today? Yeah. Right now? Right now. Uh, yeah. yeah really? Good. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Okay, good. You threw me off earlier, so I had to come up with <laughs> some. With hydration. With hydration, <laughs> essentially. Um, which artist are you most influenced by? Mm, am I most influenced by? 
probably Cindy Sherman. Okay. Um, and she's super famous, super big. She just mm-hmm. won a, an award. Um, but she became famous for taking photographs of herself. So she was kind of like the first selfie queen before okay. selfie and social media. Was, Mad respect. Right? Yes. <laughs> and then she's gotten weirder as she's gotten older. Yeah. So she like dresses up as clowns and stuff. Good it's for her. Great. Dude, I'm going to be so weird when I'm old. Me too. I'm just going to embrace it. We're going to have so much fun, fun in Florida. I just like want to mess with everyone while I'm living that leisure world. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be right there with you. I know you are. And I'm, anything weird I do, I'm going to be like, it's art. It's, that's literally my excuse in life now. Ever since I met you. <laughs> don't ask questions. It's art. If you don't understand it, you're not yeah. a deep thinker. It's true. <laughs> Number one excuse. I love it. All right. And secondly, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you want to live? Ooh. Anywhere in the world. And I think I know what you're going to say, and I'm ready to rebut. Oh. So first, like, thought in my brain. In my brain. In my brain would be New York. I knew it. I knew exactly that you were going to say that. But I don't think I've traveled enough to like so i've only been to canada mexico and japan okay and i really feel like i need to travel more to really answer your question confidently well since you can't take a trip around the world while Mm -hmm. we're on this podcast you're gonna have to answer (laughs) so probably new york i i loved new york yeah and the energy and the art and Literally, you can get on a subway and have the most crazy random yeah. things happen to you daily, and it was just very exciting. All right. Respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who don't know, um, Catherine graduated from Pratt. I did. And um, she's a smarty. <laughs> I wish Pratt was like a cooler name to be like. I think it's a pretty cool name. Pratt? Is it full name Pratt Art Institute? Pratt Institute. Pratt Institute like, of the Arts. No, just Pratt Institute. The arts is a given. Everyone knows. They're like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> How would it rank against CalArts? It's higher. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> I can't Cal wait. Arts. Can't wait to post all of our stuff up around CalArts. <laughs> CalArts students, if you're listening, we, we do love, love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that... That wraps me up. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So um, I think next we're going to do some artist highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so n- maybe well, not every episode, but like every other episode, we want to share with you an artist that we found or we like or whatever. Um, so the first time that we're doing this, I want to talk about um, Kate Durbin. Durbin. I hate last names, man. I always, like, hesitate on, especially with an R. Yeah. Okay, so Kate Durbin is oh freaking amazing. Wait, can I throw out one more fun fact? Yes. I'm sorry, y'all. But um, one fun fact about both of us is that we could not say our R's growing up. So the fact that we put world in the title of this podcast is us just trying to take leaps and bounds over our biggest struggle every day. Exactly. World. <laughs> yeah, it's. 
It stresses me out. The opening every single time stresses me out. It's the O and the L, too. Yes. Yes. Same with girl growing up. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. We both went to uh, speech therapy. We did. And uh, I wish I knew you back then. I did, too. I would have, like, not said my R's and been like, it's for the art. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you. So Kate Durbin (laughs) is amazing. So I discovered her when I was at Pratt. Uh, She came for an artist lecture and uh, she did a reading from one of her books. She's a writer, digital and performance artist. She lives in L.A. Sup Los Angeles. Um, Coming to you live. So her books, um, E Entertainment, A-B-R-A and The Raveness. Ravenous? Ravenous? The Ravenous Audience are some of her books. Uh, Her work primarily centers around pop pop culture, gender, and digital media. So she's amazing. Look her up on Instagram or her um, website. But I really want to focus on one of her art pieces. And one art piece, but kind of evolves into two. So the Hello Selfie piece is a performance she performed at um, during uh, Pulse Art Fair in Miami with the Transfer Gallery. And basically, she got a group of women uh, to dress in basically their underwear. They had a bunch of Hello Kitty stickers all over them and wigs on. And they go around and they just continuously take selfies for about an hour. And the selfies are automatically posted onto Facebook. And they ignore the audience around them. And she's calling it passive-aggressive performance art. Yes. And I love it. So interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this kind of goes to what we spoke about um, in our last podcast with that third wall. Mm -hmm. But she's um, using that third wall to the advantage, right? Yeah. Like, she does not want people to break this. Yes. Yeah. Um. One thing I really like about this piece is I, you know, being someone who is trying to promote themselves and their art, mm-hmm. um, I catch myself taking selfies and feeling like just constant, like I can understand the feeling of the performers because I catch myself doing this performance, not daily, but like. Every once in a while when I'm like, dang, it's time for a new selfie. Yeah. And I probably go through like 30 to 40 pictures. It probably takes me an hour to find a good selfie. Absolutely. And it's ridiculous. It's well, so stupid. And you know what's silly too? And I, I don't know if I'm the only one who's done this, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you might be. <laughs> probably. But um, like I'll go and I'll take all these selfies and I get so self-critical mm-hmm. in the moment that I will spend 20, 30 minutes trying to get a good selfie. Usually it's like when I just get my hair done. Mm-hmm. But um. And I'll be like, oh, I don't like any of them. Or out of, like, 40 pictures, maybe I like one. Mm-hmm. But then I'll look at all of the pictures, like, a week later when I'm removed. And I'll be like, man, I looked good in all these. What was I doing to myself? Why yeah. was I being so self-critical? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird phenomenon yes, that we I live in. I was not going to try and say it, but that's the word I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is why I think this piece is so successful. And we had talked about the Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Uh, performance piece being a one-liner. And this one is 
and I hesitate to say a one-liner because you can understand the meaning of it um, almost immediately, but it, there's so many different layers that I can respond to it on a different level. And like I think personally. that's what's cool about it is that you get a different response from it. Mm-hmm. It's You can look at it and understand it and understand the initial message, but it does make you think critically, which yeah. is really cool. And it speaks to what a lot of people in our generation are experiencing right now, especially females. Mm-hmm. And I also want, like, there's this urge to go online on Facebook and see the selfies that were posted. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, so curious. Like, even if I saw the girls taking photos, I'd still want to see what their selfies turned out like. Absolutely. Um, so the second version that she did is Hello Selfie Men. Okay. And um, it was inspired by a online meme that said, real men don't take selfies. So it's Dang. just a bunch of men. Yeah. Same thing for an hour taking selfies. I love that. Me too. I, I love the way love she's that. playing with gender. Yes. Same thing. They're like in their underwear. Uh, That's amazing. Running around taking selfies. I love her. She's great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit her with that follow. <laughs> you really should. Uh, so the reason I picked her today is because she posted on her story that she's coming out with a new video piece. Okay. And... What I love about Instagram is you can literally um, message the person yeah. and say, and bring in that direct line. So I messaged her and was like, this is so cool. And she's like, thank you. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. She responded to me. Absolutely. It was, it was just cool. No, there's that personal aspect that yeah. like really takes you to the next level. Yeah. Y'all slide into our DMs. We'll respond. <laughs> we we'll say, hey, throw you a little heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my artist. Look her up. She's awesome and really interesting to follow. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of artists, getting into galleries can be very difficult. Yeah. So what is your advice for up and coming artists um, in Los Angeles, New York, who are trying to get their works into galleries? Because you're exceptionally good at it. Thank you. I mean, well, it speaks to your artwork as well, but you're also good at creating those relationships, writing your statements. Um, I'm not fully sure what else goes into it. So, uh, (laughs) take us away. (laughs) So that's like the ultimate goal for an artist is to get into a gallery or get gallery representation. Um, I think for any artist just starting out, having a solid artist statement is key. Um, having a artist resume and one of our podcasts should be on the artist statement because okay. there's so many important things that the artist statement should say, and there's so many things that it shouldn't say. Like there's really? words that you should just avoid at all costs because they are way overused yeah. in uh, the art world. That uh-huh. You're like, if you read an artist statement, you're just, that says, I am passionate about the arts and being creative. And you're like, ooh, like it's so bad. (laughs) Of course you are. You're applying. Exactly. It's one of those givens. Mm -hmm. Like when you're applying for a job, you're like, I think I'd be really good at this job. Of course you do. You're applying, but tell me actually why you could be good at this position. Yeah. Uh, You need a good body of work. So at least 12 to 15 paintings. And those should be paintings that you haven't done over the course of, the time you've been studying art they should be a series of pieces that all connect together so a lot of artists think that a gallery want to see a um 
different styles that an artist can do. They don't. They want to see that you have a certain message, a certain style that um, is unique to you. So don't throw in a watercolor and an oil painting and a mixed media because you want to show them that you can do different mediums. Unless they all somehow connect to each other, which I doubt. Yeah. Um, So you want to stay super consistent, um, have professional photos taken, uh, artists. And I I used to be a gallery director, so I've seen artists try and apply Mm -hmm. with bad photos that are not cropped, that are um, not straight. And a gallery is looking for a business partner in an artist. And if you show... Uh, that you can't see your art as a business, they won't take you seriously. Um, And get to know the gallery uh, that you're interested in showing. You need to do research to see if it's a good fit for you and then actually show up to openings and introduce yourself to the director, not just once, but like multiple times. Build that relationship. Make them remember you. Yeah. Um, It's all about connections and being professional. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great advice. And if you're just starting out, you're not going to get into a gallery. You're not going to have a solo show right out of the get-go. I, I love people who are like, I just started painting yeah. a week ago. <laughs> I think I'm going to have a solo yeah. show. And I'm like, all right, good luck. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's different sites like Cafe or Entry Thingy um, or like if you're in California. I think every state has a arts council that posts okay. opportunities that you can apply for and be part of a group show. Okay. And that will build your resume, your CV, so that you have a little bit more experience when you're going out to galleries to say, yeah, I would like to show with you. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Nice. Very insightful. Thank you. Learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So one thing I didn't bring up earlier before we dive into news. Okay. Um. One of my fun facts about you. So I'm jumping around oh, on this you poor are, podcast. Wait, can I can I jump around? Well, yeah. can I jump back for one second? Oh, we're diving back into galleries? Yes. Oh, yeah, do it. Because it's really important for artists to remember that galleries asking for 30, 40, 50% of sales mm-hmm. is normal. Like, damn. Yeah. Okay. And if you're going to work with a gallery, you should just automatically expect that the gallery is going to take commission and not complain about it or try and cheat the gallery because you could be blacklisted from the art world. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's artists that I will never, ever work with yeah. again because they were sneaky and tried to like work around. As an artist, you have to understand there's so many... Um, costs and expenses that go into running a gallery like it's their business and if you try and cheat them or not give them a cut for all the expenses that they're putting in like staff time rent uh putting on an event uh that's they've earned that yeah if you can make sales without a gallery go for it but most of the time you need a gallery do you ever have collectors reach out to artists after a show Yes. For that reason? Yes. Okay. And and what would you do in that situation as an artist? So the artist really should... It depends on what the collector is looking for. Okay. If they've discovered you at a gallery yeah. uh, opening and they honed in on a piece that they want that was at that exhibit, yeah. then you still, as the artist, have the responsibility of giving the gallery the commission. Okay. If the... 
And some galleries will differ on this opinion, but if the collector wants to do a commission, yeah, um, you should give the gallery half of the commission. So if the if the gallery takes forty percent of a piece that's being sold, yeah, and a um, collector comes and says, "I want you to do a different piece for me," or "I want to buy a different piece," but they discovered you at the gallery, you should at least give them. Give the gallery 20%. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Wow. Mm-hmm. But there's been artists who are sneaky and give like, hey, don't buy it at the gallery. Yeah. Buy it from my studio and I'll give you a discount. Yeah. If the gallery finds out that you do that, mm, you're never showing anywhere again. Dang. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Because all the galleries are so interconnected. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a not, small It's a world. small community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So are there artists that also, on the flip side raise their prices for a show knowing that they're going to lose profit yes and that is a complete no-no okay because why would anyone buy a piece at a gallery show when it's um you know 20 percent higher than the price that they can find in your studio yeah so artists you need to keep the same price consistent over you know if you're in your studio if you're showing at a gallery because a gallery won't work with you if you're hiking your prices up. So would you say in some ways it's just be- best to build in that 30% from the beginning? Yeah. And then just know, all right, I might lose it. I might keep it. Depends on where I'm showing. But yeah, I'm just lucky to even be at this gallery and getting my art in front of people. Yeah, building that 30% because if you are showing at a gallery, um, the gallery is spending money on advertisement you know, like absolutely, you said, rent yeah. And so, if you are not showing out a gallery, you should be putting in thirty percent of that. Anyways, going to advertisement, promotion, doing a pop up show. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Nice. I feel really passionate about this. You are very <laughs> passionate about this. She literally has a one hand on her hip, talking with the other hand, just like I feel like I'm getting lectured at, and I have never sold a piece of art in my life. I feel like I'm like, like I almost like feel like I'm the person, eyes. yeah, who tried to rip off a gallery. Shouts never made a piece of artwork. <laughs> and I've so I worked at Gagosian. Yep. Uh, as a like paid intern. Yeah. Um, and I when I was the gallery director, it was for a nonprofit. So it's very different. Yeah. Like a nonprofit isn't so fo- focused on sales. Uh-huh. And we still had that problem. Yeah. Gosh. And who wants to rip off a nonprofit? Right? Be better than that. It's true. <laughs> like really take a look at in the mirror. Our friends go they to are the children. Not not for profits. Like <laughs> come on. We're not trying to rip you off. Oh. Uh, jerks. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you know, artists it's fine. As long as you learn. <laughs> as you get blacklisted. It's true. Don't get blacklisted. It's bad. It's so bad. So, so, so bad. All right. Um, are we on to news or can I give my fun fact? Yes. Give your fun fact. Okay. I'm sorry I cut you off. No, you know what? That was a really important statement to make mm. and I'm glad you made it. Thank you. So my fun fact that I left out from the beginning of this podcast um, is that you are Miss New York World. I was. Um, and I think you should dive into that story of um, when you had to do your thesis mm-hmm. and then how Miss Art World transpired out of that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so probably 
more background is I grew up doing beauty pageants. Yes. And I, the reason I started doing beauty pageants is because in the fifth grade, I was diagnosed with an eye disease and there's no cure. I don't get enough blood to the optic nerve, which creates a pixelated view. So it's hard for me to see. Like, I needed special accommodations in school. Like, I needed big print books. Like, textbooks came in volumes for me. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't doing well in school. Um, and also in the seventh grade, my art teacher was like, you know, you can't be a professional artist if you can't see. And seventh grade, like seventh you. Seventh grade. You're listen, so malleable at that exactly. age. Exactly. Huh. So I was like, well, I can't do art. I am not good in school. Yeah. So I, I remember seeing a poster for, um, Hawaiian Tropic. Mm-hmm. Uh, children pageants, yeah. which is the worst type of pageant because it's literally you walk on stage in your swimsuit as, as a like, little kid. Yeah, oh. and that's how they judge you. Yeah. So I did those for years, um, and then rediscovered <coughs> art when I was sixteen and figured out adults don't know everything yeah. and are wrong most of the time. Absolutely. Um. So I continued to do pageants uh, throughout undergrad. I was Miss Bakersfield, Miss California Global Nations, and I really enjoy pageantry because I, I'm very feminine. Yes. And I like the sparkles and the gowns. And, um, but when I got to grad school, that was a little bit later in my 20s, and I was starting to make art that was critiquing pageants as far as the judgment of women, how I was feeling... Um, about my body from competing and being very critical and my thesis teacher Linda Francis shouts Linda Linda, you know who you are (laughs) my girl she was like well um you know because you feel differently about pageantry you have to now go back and do a pageant like from this feminist viewpoint really yes yeah and that was the end of my first year we had summer Uh so I was like, all right, Linda, yeah. I'll do it. And I did it. Um, I did. I ran for Miss Art, uh, Miss New York World and won. Amazing. Because it was like I was not focused on winning yeah. at all, just the experience. And then I had to go on to nationals. And what I love about the story is fall came around. Yeah. Had Linda as my thesis teacher. And I told her the story, like, Linda, I won, and now I have to go to nationals. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I never told you. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. And thank goodness that she said it in front of the entire class, because yeah. all the other students were like, no, Linda, you you did tell me. And you're like, I just, like, dedicated my life to this for the last six months, <laughs> and, and you, you don't even remember. <laughs> exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but it was great, because all my thesis show was about having participated in the pageant with a different perspective that I had never had yeah and uh but then like this it was this year that Miss Art World was born yes and it was such a natural like Miss New York world hey I want to come up with um I so I did a, the performance at Basel, yeah. and everyone kept referring to me as the beauty pageant uh, artist. Yeah. And it was such an odd experience because Miss Art World hadn't been yeah, born yet. Born yet. And um, I was trying to keep pageantry and art separate. Like, I wouldn't own up to my past pageantry, yep. even though my art was all about, about it. About it. And so that experience of people still, like, connecting it was like, 
well, I need to own it yeah. and be honest about it. And that's how the Miss Art World name came about. That's awesome. Yeah. And the Miss New York World was an obvious, like, progression to and that. And it goes kind of with, like, what we love about art is um, there's no rules. And mm-hmm. what I'm sure you struggled with with pageantry is there's all rules. And you took what would normally be given by a man and crowning you and you crowned yourself and you owned it and you've turned it into this like big feminist movement, really. Yeah. With no rules. With no rules. Like, uh, there are so, I love that you brought that up. There's so <laughs> many rules to passenger. Like, you can't be photographed drinking alcohol. Unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my favorite because you well, know and how, like, like what was the thing about like you're a miss or a missus but you can never be divorced and you can't be married something like that yeah so they have a huge emphasis on miss yeah which is usually single women um up to maybe 23 24 okay and that's probably the highest uh most popular well respected yeah. section okay and then there's Ms which okay. is ms and those are for single women okay. that are older. Okay. Um, and then there's misses, and those are for women who are married. There's no yeah. um, section for women who are divorced. Women wow. cannot compete. Unreal. Um, so that's why I am married, everybody on this podcast, <laughs> but I have chosen to remain Miss Art World rather than Mrs. because I feel that women shouldn't be defined by if they're married or not, or if they are getting older. If I was a man, I'd be Mr. for the rest of my life. Exactly. Um, married or not. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it will remain Miss until I'm old and dead. and Yeah. Because... And you pass off the sash exactly. to the next Miss Art Because my worth isn't attached to whether or not I'm married. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. It's interesting you bring it, bring it up because I've had a lot of women... Mm-hmm. Um, criticize that I'm a miss. Really? Yeah. Uh, because they say, oh, you don't want people to know you're married. And that's like, not it at all. You're no. proud of being married. I mean, exactly. you have an incredible husband, a great life. But that's not the statement. And and those people just don't get art. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that all was right. a fun fact that went uh, to... You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was good. It was good. All right. Are we going to news? News time. Yes. Hey, art news. All right. Are you going first? Let me go first. Um, you can go first. All right. So my favorite um, news source, Cosmopolitan, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, posted. Um, I want to say this was today. So yeah, today. This is hot off the press. <laughs> Holy crow. All right. Kylie Jenner's insane condom wall art. Mm. And that's going to be in the title. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kylie recently uh, gave a tour of her home to Architectural Digest. But the best part, the wall of condoms. Um, so let's see. Oh, man. I really should have found these prices beforehand. They gave you prices? All right. They did not give <laughs> prices, but they are essentially just huge condoms, like wrappers, like condoms in the wrapper. Okay. Condom wrappers. Because I'm visualizing, visualizing like 
giant condoms. Oh no! Not wall. like loosey goosey. Like, like if the wind, <laughs> you should see her hand motion right now. If the wind, like if you walked by, they would all like flutter. No, they're like uh, condom packets. Okay. Um, she's like the white ones, the black ones, all Trojan. Oh. Um, I would say they're probably like three three feet by three feet or four feet by four oh, feet. Oh, those are big. They're large. They're quite large. They honestly look really cool in her house. It's on this like pinkish wall. Um, it looks amazing. That's pretty badass. It's I, super badass. I can. I like that actually. I, I wanted. I wanted to hate it when I read the title, <laughs> and I don't. All right. So artist Bo Dunn. Um, and this is from her collection, Size Does Matter series. Oh. <laughs> um, love that, Bo. Love yeah. that. That's, is Bo a female or a male? Bo is a female. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, that's am- that's great. I thought, I really thought this was going to be a male artist. I wanted to hate it, but I, uh, respect it. Even more. Should we post a photo of it? Of the condom wall? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, um, a lot of her think. other artwork is um, has to do with Barbies and Kins. Um, God, oh, look at this. Okay, so you guys need to check out her um, <laughs> website, bowdunart.com. So that's B-E-A-U, done, D-U-N-N, art.com. Um, and it looks really, really cool. I like the pastel Trojans as well. Oh, yeah. Man, I've never thought condoms looked cool before. <laughs> This is giving you a whole different perspective on the condom it really... packaging. <laughs> and another news. Alisa <laughs> starts saving her packaging. I'm going to put this on my wall. This is mixed media. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it would be so bad. <laughs> or really cool. Who knows? Just walk in. Uh, what do you do for a living? It would be amazing, too, if it was, like, you know, as you collected them. So it would be, oh like, half done. <laughs> I can't. Every time we'd come in, we'd be like, oh, we got a new packaging up there. All right. I digress. Oh, my God. That'd be, like, the ultimate I kiss and do tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you rip that gently? <laughs> I need to keep the packaging. It's for art. <laughs> You'd be like, I know, I see the wall. <laughs> Have you been tested? Yeah. That'd be so concerning. Yeah. Okay. I, I, may I respect for <laughs> for Caitlyn Jenner? Caitlyn? Caitlyn? Jenner? I don't know it. Kylie. Kylie. You know, I don't follow um, the Jenners. They're local celebrities. Are they local? Well, they're really international, but they are also, like, very close to here. Where are they in? The Calabasas. Oh, yeah. It was, like, ten minutes from my old house. Think they'd be on our podcast? Absolutely not. What? <laughs> Do you know what it costs? Uh, they charge, like, I think it's, like, 500000 to post one Instagram, like, Dang. for a sponsorship. Oh, you learned this from fire. I, I did. That's yeah. correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move? <laughs> yeah, moving on. Okay, so the, the art article that I have is the Slacker family. Um, who Great are, name. Right? Absolutely. Huge donors of the Met and um, the, oh my gosh, 
Um, the Guggenheim. Guggenheim. How really? do you know this? I have no Holy idea. Smoke. <laughs> I was like, I swear, oh, damn it. I literally just thought of like the first. That's amazing. Like, you're, <laughs> you're right. I kept thinking Gagosi, and I'm like, that's wrong. The Guggenheim. Yeah. Um. So they are in the news recently because it came out that the Slacker family and, and its company, Purdue Pharma. Yeah, Purdue Farm. Uh, which produces um, a painkiller, has been charged with misleading doctors and patients about the drug's addictiveness. So it's op- opioids. Yeah. Um, so there's been huge, some false advertisement, right? There's been huge protests at the Met and, um, wait, why are they taking it out on the museums for this one family's decision? I mean, that's honestly, when they're donating this money, it's a tax write off. Well, the people, the artists are saying that the museum shouldn't take like blood money. They shouldn't take money from donors because donors who are only given money because okay. they're cheating the world and killing All right. people. I'm going to throw something out there. All right. And um, I don't know if you're going to like me after this. Oh, no. But isn't, like, historically, like, the art world, like, riddled with crime? Isn't art often used um, as a way to, like, transfer money? Yes. But does it make it right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's what keeps the art world rich and interesting. So what's interesting, yes. What's interesting is like the the woman uh, whose fame like has given a lot of money was saying that they gave the majority of their money before they own this company. So the company is only. Um, uh, Dude, this family is so rich. They're just like acquiring businesses without much knowledge of them. I am sure. Yeah, they just have so much yeah. money. They're insanely wealthy. And uh, honestly, like, I get, I agree that they shouldn't be taking money from, yeah. like, drug lords or people that are murdering other sure. people. But, like, the museums didn't know this back history when they were taking money. And museums survive only because rich Absolutely. people donate to them. Absolutely. And so I get artists being upset, but, like, are the artists then going to make up the money that they're demanding that the museum won't take? Exactly. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, shame on that company for being bad. Yes. But it happens. It does. It It happens in every industry. Every industry. Mm -hmm. All right. So, do you have any more thoughts on this? Because I have a question. Oh, no, no more thoughts. All right. So... I was I was talking to some friends today. What friends? I have a lot. Okay. okay. Um, they are also known as coworkers in this instance. Okay. Um, and we were playing, um, you know, Lisa's fun and easy question of the week, which is how we close out every meeting. We should close out <laughs> the podcast. With Essentially, what I'm getting at. Oh. oh. So, um, well, actually, no, because I have, it's more complicated than that for you. Oh, okay. So I was talking to um, Phil, who's going to be on this podcast, and I was uh, saying, you know, if you were going, what would your um, alter career be if you were a criminal? Mm-hmm. Like, as a career criminal, what mm-hmm. would you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm talking like high-end, like insider trading, whatnot. You came up naturally and we declared that you'd be an art forger naturally naturally (laughs) what's your stance on art forgers 
Wait, is there a, a stance you can take that's other than the, it's wrong? <laughs> that's the reason why they're illegal. It's kind of cool, though. It's super badass. It's no. so badass. I watched White Collar, and he was an art forger, and I was just like, this is cool. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, do you think art forgery has a lot of chemistry in it? Because I would assume so, because you have to match the year of paints. Yeah. You know how well I did in chemistry? You failed? I was terrible. So you're fired. Yeah. You're going to get got in that scenario. <laughs> only because the chemistry would trip me up. I'm then watching... what would your criminal be if you were going to be a criminal? Uh, you, I don't know what the name of it's called, but I would like work with the art forgers to set up the business plan. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can do the chemistry, but I'd be the front. I'd be the face okay. of the forgery. <laughs> that makes sense. That means you're also the one who'd probably be get caught probably you know you want to be like the back guy in the yeah. back end yeah damn or taking one for the team it'd be great to be the face you would do well in jail though i don't know about that i think you would why why <laughs> <laughs> why do you think i do well in jail you're very likable thank you yeah you know what, though? I feel huh. like you're the only one that likes me. <laughs> no, a lot of people I like you. I would do well in Lisa's jail. <laughs> you would do very well in my jail. I'd probably do okay in jail. You would do great in jail. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> it would go, like, one of two ways. Where, like, people would take pity on you because, like, you wouldn't have your glasses and you, like, wouldn't be able to see much. Oh. <laughs> or they would take advantage. It's true. It's true. It's very true. I don't know if I would play up the uh the artist in jail and people would be like oh she's weird or if i would just be like blind lady i don't know you'd have to like pick a route right yeah yeah um if you played up the artist and you like actually did like a mural or something respect like i think it would like because it would bring people joy it would especially if i did portraits of men because it was an old lady jail (laughs) oh i could do portraits of their men so like they'd be like this is great they'd have to come i haven't seen a man that's true that's true yeah (laughs) i can make you uh, could draw them as they talk to you condom wrappers on their walls that they could put in their stalls is it stalls cells cells (laughs) that's perfect and on that note Are we done? I think. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, no, I don't. That's it. <laughs> I love I it. I do have to pee, so we can wrap this up. All right, let's wrap it up. We love you guys. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>